Summer League is officially over for the Orlando Magic. What ultimately cost them or what ultimately kept them from getting a win? Well, it's plain and evident on the floor Saturday. We'll do a quick one today to recap Saturday's game. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. It is July 15th. You may be listening to this on July 16th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic fall in their final summer league game. They go winless in summer league. And why it was painfully evident why they did not win a game it, this week in Las Vegas. And it doesn't matter. So we're going to go through it real quickly. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Before we dive into today's podcast, I want to announce that we will be doing a live episode on Wednesday. So Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to go live here on the YouTube channel. Uh, I will answer all your mailbag, all your questions, all the mailbag questions um, that, that you might want to ask me now that we're done with the off season, now that we're done at the dead part of the season. We'll do a mailbag episode Wednesday at 5 p.m. That'll be on the Locked On Magic YouTube page. I'll keep a track. I'll keep track of the comments uh, and answer questions that you have in the comments. But if you want to pop on the show uh, in visual form, I'm going to make that available to you too. All you have to do is go to my Patreon page. Um, I'll put a link to that as well. Um, you can find that uh, on, on my Twitter page at philiprr underscore omd. I'm going to experiment a little bit with it. I'm experimenting with some things. But we'll go ahead and do a live mailbag episode on Wednesday. I have a guest planned on Tuesday, uh, uh, planned uh, for Tuesday for Wednesday's show. We'll do a live episode. We'll do that live episode Wednesday, that live mailbag episode Wednesday. So we will get to plenty, uh, plenty to talk about with the Orlando Magic over the next few days. That'll be again Wednesday at 5 p.m. I'll have more details throughout the course of the week. Um, and, and make that link more readily available if you want to try and pop on the show and ask your question in visual form um, uh, as well. Well, uh, I'm testing some things out, so there might be some bugs, but we'll we'll get through it. But let's dive into why we're here today. We are here to mourn the loss of the Orlando Magic Summer League team. Um, that's just my macabre way of getting to it, that Summer League is over. And in some respects, good riddance, um, you know, as much as I like to say that winning does not matter in summer league and winning does not matter in summer league. Um, it also sucks to get blown out and lose all five games. Um, I would have loved to see the magic get a win. Um, they certainly, I think played well enough against the Pistons and the Knicks to earn wins. Uh, they did not do the things they needed to down the stretch to win either of those games. And ultimately they just did not have the depth and the depth of talent. Most of all. The Atlanta Magic lost to the Boston Celtics on Saturday 
um, by final score of 94 to 77. And the game honestly wasn't even really that close. Um, it wasn't a blowout like the Portland game was on Thursday, um, but it was it was bad. Um, and quite frankly, uh, you know, it's fifth summer league game bad, so there's a lot of mistakes, a lot of turnovers. It's a really inefficient game. Um, but honestly, like, the one thing that stood out to me about this game was how clear NBA talent looks on that floor. Um, at the end of the day, that's what stood out. Jordan Walsh, J.D. Davison for Boston, those guys, I don't know if they're full-time NBA players. It's summer league. You, you take everything with a little bit of a grain of salt, but they were too good to be on that floor. They were far and away the best players on the floor. Jordan Walsh picked up Quindari Weatherspoon full court and shut him out and locked him up and made it difficult for the Magic just to even get into their offense, their bad offense uh, uh, anyway. Um, he hit threes and just did his work, and it felt like whenever the Magic were ready to make a little bit of a push, uh, he just hit a shot or hit or the ball found its way to him and he made a play that closed the door. The same for J.D. Davison. Davison had six assists in this game. I think he ended up leading. I think he's ended up leading summer league in assists per game. He just made plays that made that Magic defense look foolish. And look, Orlando doesn't have size. It was clear. Um, Kai Soto played only eight minutes, so all the minutes went to Robert Baker, and he did his best. But this is a this is was this was a small team from the get go. It was not a very well constructed team. If competing for wins was the goal. Um, ultimately I think the magic's lack of size was a really big issue in this, in this summer league. And at the end of the day, we know that's not the magic's weakness. Um, I would say that maybe the magic, um, generally maybe aren't physical and, and, and being physical is not their natural thing. And that's more of the problem for the magic, but si lacking size is not the magic's problem. And, and that's one of the reasons why these summer league results don't mean much to me. Um, it, it sucks to be 0-5. It sucks not to have won a game this week, but it's not the end of the world because um, this is not the team we're going to be playing, we're going to be seeing in the fall. Um, to that extent, you know, I've seen some people rip Dylan Murphy, and, and look, I don't think this was Dylan. I don't think what we saw from this summer league team is a reflection of Dylan Murphy as a coach. Um, I would say this. Those guys played hard. It, it, they, they were 0-5, not for lack of effort. The effort was there. They played hard. They got after it. And I think that's a bigger, better reflection of their coach. It did not matter. The score, guys were trying, and guys were trying to make the most of this opportunity. So if you want to blame anyone for a bad summer league roster, blame Jeff Weltman and Anthony Parker. But again, like, who cares? It's it's summer league. Did, did, would it be nice to know who's going to fill those last two-way spots? Yes. And then that, that person was not on this roster. Um, at the Again, that's part of the issue. At the end of the day, the guy that's going to fill that spot is not on this roster, is not, is not that guy, is not that dude. Um, and, you know, there, there's nothing more to say about that, um, to be perfectly honest. Um, it, 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 it's just not there. Um, and, and maybe guys that the Magic hoped were going to step up to the plate and look good didn't. Um, we're going to go into a couple of those guys here in a minute. But at the end of the day, 
summer league is summer league is about showing you can hold your own. Um, you know, it's not necessarily about proving you can play. I, I always say summer league is not about whether showing whether you can play. Uh, you find out more, about, you find out less about who can play, more about who can't play. And what was frustrating about this Magic roster? It's not that they didn't have players who couldn't play. Like there, there are definitely a few guys that are just like, okay, like what, what are you, what are we doing here? Like, you know, like, do you, like I don't want to say DJ Wilson can't play or Quindari Weatherspoon can't play. They can play. They're both solid players, but we're not seeing them for the amount of years they've had playing summer league, playing in professional basketball. We're not seeing them elevate their game. You know, like I expect Kai Soto to make mistakes. He hasn't played summer league before. He hasn't been in an NBA system uh, playing and like consistent NBA basketball before. I expect him to struggle. I expect him to make some mistakes. I expect him to grow and learn from those mistakes. And we saw that. And, and unfortunately, we didn't get to see him play very much in the second game. Not particularly clear why. Um, again, I who knows? Maybe he has a deal somewhere else and, and, is, and is leaving the NBA. I don't, I don't know. Um, but, but like, no one stepped up. And, and I think that's ultimately the problem. There are there are interesting players on this roster. I I, I've, I don't want to be too negative about these guys um, because it's hard. Summer League is really, really hard. But when you compare the Magic to the Celtics, and look, the Celtics were two and three on the week. It wasn't like they won a ton of games either. But they clearly had two NBA guys on the floor Saturday. Jordan Walsh and J.D. Davison should get serious NBA looks. And unfortunately, the Magic just didn't have those guys step up to the plate. So we'll talk a little bit about what we saw from some of those players. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, FanDuel official partner of Major League Baseball. So, again, I I don't like being negative about these players. Um, they are fighting and scrapping for their opportunity. They are capable of doing things. Um, you know, again, it's 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 it's. I don't like being dismissive of summer league players. They, you know, we know these are low stakes games essentially for for the big club for the big picture of things. The Magic saw what they needed to see this week. Um, you know, honestly, like. As bad as the team overall played and, and, and going 0-5 sucks, this was a successful week in Vegas. Like, honestly, like, the Magic saw that Anthony Black can hold his own. Yeah, Yes, he has areas where he needs to improve and, and all that, but he looked composed, he looked calmed, he looked like he was willing to explore and, and figure out the limits of his game. It was a good week for Anthony Black. We saw Jet Howard look very confident as a three-point shooter better as a defender than I think a lot of us expected. 
he looks like he's going to play and it looks like he's going to provide something this Magic team desperately needs. Um, we saw Kevon Harris in one game just look like he did not need summer league. Like this dude is really good and man, the Magic probably need to get him off that two-way contract because he is better than a two-way contract. Kevon Harris is everything you want in a player. He didn't need summer league. And, and that's 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 him coming a long way. Like, and I'll make this point here in a minute. Um, Caleb Houston, you know, had a good showing. Like he looked more comfortable. He looked more confident. Maybe not taking the step up that maybe we all want to see, but there was no nothing to complain about from Caleb Houston. All four of those guys, when you watched them on the floor and when they were together, especially, the Magic were fine. I would venture to guess that when the Magic had those four players on the floor together, or even just Black and Howard together, they won their minutes. That is, that's fine. That means it was a good summer league. Those are the players we care about. Those are the players that ultimately matter in the big picture. Um, as much as I agree with a lot of people that the Magic can't let these opportunities to find talent, bring talent into the fold, pass them by, they got to exercise every opportunity they get. And I would agree, second round picks, summer league, they haven't necessarily done that. And that is a huge, that is a weakness of Jeff Walton. It's a huge weakness but it is a weakness in the Jeff Weltman regime. At the end of the day, it's small mistakes. Those mistakes aren't going to kill you. They're not going to kill a franchise. They're not going to they're not going to hurt you in the end. Would it be better it would, would the franchise be better set up if these things, you know, if the magic hit on one of these things? Sure, but it's so low risk. It's it's not worth like fretting over. Like if the worst thing about Jeff Weltman's tenure in Orlando is that he traded a bunch of second round picks or didn't put together a summer league championship roster that then he's probably doing some good things. Um, so I'm not losing sleep on it. It was a successful summer league. We'll talk more about it on Monday. It was a successful summer league because those guys look like NBA players, everyone else though. And, and I think this was the point that I drew from Saturday's game did not quite look that way. Now there are players that I do expect to be in camp, that I do expect to get Exhibit 10 contracts, that I do expect to be on the Osceola Magic next year. Um, Dylan Murphy called out Elijah Hughes specifically, 13 points, 5 for 13 shooting, 3 for 10 for deep, 5 rebounds for him. I was never super enamored with Elijah Hughes throughout the week in the games that he played, but there you go. He did things that the coaching staff likes. I would expect him to be uh, in training camp on an Exhibit 10 or on the Osceola Magic next year. Um, Robert Baker, Magic gave him a real hard look, and I think the Magic gave him a lot of opportunities to kind of prove himself during the summer league. In, in this game, 50, this was his best game by far, 15 points, 11 rebounds, 6 or 14. Shooting in a game you lose by 17, the Magic are minus 2 in those 24 minutes that Robert Baker played. That tells you at least something um, but at the end of the day, when you look at Baker's body of work, solid rebounder, but not an overly physical or physically imposing player, does not have a lot of good touch around the basket, was able to get pushed around a little bit on the block. Um, at the end of the day, like, yeah, keep him in Osceola, see if he can develop into something with another year in the G League, but I don't see him being an NBA player quite yet. Um, certainly didn't make an NBA player-style impact from what we saw. Um, Dexter Dennis, I thought, had a really good week but not like overly good. Um, nine points, eight rebounds, five offensive rebounds, four for 13 shooting. Minus one in this game. He had a lot of games where he had really good individual plus minus, which again, doesn't mean a lot usually, but I think it means a little bit more in the in summer league. 
the Magic were better with him on the floor. He is a tenacious defender. He gets he he's pretty athletic. He tried some pretty athletic plays throughout the course of the week. Um, but again, his lack of shooting is probably the thing holding him back. Orlando's really good at collecting big guys who uh, can defend really well, but can't shoot worth a lick. Um, Audis Tony's the same way. Four points, two for six shooting, four rebounds. This was probably his worst game of the of the week, but he's a really good defender. And again, something that the Magic really, really like in their players. Um, I don't want to mention Quindari Weatherspoon. He was four for 10 in this game, 11 points, five rebounds, three assists, five turnovers. Um, Quindari Weatherspoon, I, I don't see him as an option for two-way contract, even though the Magic liked veteran two-way players. Just too many mistakes. And again, some of it was him trying to force things a little bit. Um, because no one else was doing anything, but it was just it was hard for him to get others involved. And DJ Wilson is not two way eligible, um, so I don't think he'll be on the roster next year. Um, a guy that I got to mention, Amari Hardy, I thought had a really nice game. We didn't see him very much throughout the week. Eleven points, five for twelve, five for eleven shooting. I thought he was just aggressive, trying to get to the basket uh, and make things happen. And and you know he's on the smaller side, so you know again that's just a little bit of of a disadvantage. Um, Tiger Campbell didn't play today, but he had a really good week as well. Made three pointers, set everyone up really well, but his size is just going to be a huge detriment. And, you know, again, like you, you hear me rattle off these names. It's not like these guys didn't do good things throughout the week. Like these guys showed something, something that maybe is worth working on and, and is worth, um, developing a little further, but did they show enough to get a roster spot? to get a two-way contract. And honestly, my answer is no. Like that's that's where I sit with a lot of these guys. It's, it's every every single one of these guys that I talked about, I said, "Yeah, he did this, but something kept the team from being successful with them on it." And again, maybe it's just bad roster construction. Maybe the Magic didn't have enough offensive-minded players, maybe the Magic didn't emphasize shooting the way that they should have. Maybe the Magic didn't get enough size. You know, honestly, because the Magic's roster is already full, I would very much bet that a lot of agents kept their best clients from coming to the Magic Summer League team, knowing that there wasn't a roster opportunity available. Yeah, there are two two-way spots, but this is a loaded roster, and it's going to be hard for guys to to make their mark and get up and get a spot and and get a place with this team. This is not the typical young team that can kind of pick its young prospects of guys who are like, "Hey, this guy can help us." This guy's going to get an opportunity to compete for playing time pretty quickly if they come to the summer league team. And, you know, there's always a million factors. There's a lot of politicking with these roster spots in summer league. Sometimes they do go to agents as, as favors. Um, you know, so I, I, that's not something I've looked up yet, but uh, they, a lot of teams do do that. Um, I'm not saying the magic do, but a lot of teams do give favors to agents, uh, especially uh, give, you know, give some favors to guys that, that they, that they work with. Uh, you know, giving opportunities to players. At the end of the day, players have to earn these opportunities, have to earn them, their their place beyond the summer league roster. But the summer league is a place where there's a little bit of horse trading involved. Um, and look, this this roster just it again, it wasn't for lack of effort. It just didn't come together the way that it needed to come together. We're going to talk plenty more about what we learned from summer league. Kind of take another more global look at summer league on tomorrow on. Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. I don't know what day it is anymore. Uh, on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. So check. So we'll check that out. Um, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Kind of more global takeaways from Summer League. We'll repeat some of these points as well. But the Orlando Magic fall in their final Summer League game, 94-77. to They are winless in Las Vegas. The next time we will see an Orlando Magic uniform on the court will be in October for the start of preseason. 
We'll have plenty to get to before then. We got FIBA World Cup games. We're going to have Joe Ingles, Goga Batadze, Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, Mo Wagner, all playing at the FIBA World Cup. So we're all very, very excited that we'll have some basketball to watch in August and basketball to talk about in August. We're going to do some plenty of good stuff here on this podcast as well as elsewhere on the line of magicdaily.com as well as on my Patreon page as well. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked Up Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himmler, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast enable listening device relates on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com uh, as well as subscribe to this podcast, which you probably already are. Also, be sure to check out my Patreon page. I've titled it Orlando Magic Hub. I, I'm not sure if that's the best way to find it. Um, but if you go to at philiprr underscore omd, there's more information in the pin tweet there if you want to support me on my Patreon page. And also, don't forget, we'll be doing a live show Wednesday. Even if the video component doesn't quite work the way that I intended to, uh, I will take your questions in the comments. So be sure to tune in Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern time for our live mailbag show to recap everything that's happened for the Orlando Magic and what's about to happen in the near future. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. <laughs>